This podcast is made possible by OneStream Software and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Dell Clark, CFO of Inspirage, and you are listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 426. From Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. As promised, we wanted to bring you part two of our special episode on real-time strategy dashboards. In part one, I shared a segment of our recent interview with CFO David Morris of Guardian Pharmacy. You'll recall Guardian has taken its dashboard strategy to the next level as it empowers finance directors stationed at its locally owned pharmacy groups across the country. I knew it would be the perfect springboard to a discussion with thought leader Brett Knowles. And in fact, I'll do the same with this episode. I'll be kicking it off with a segment featuring David Morris explaining a little more about their approach with the finance function. Meanwhile, both David and Brett will be joining us live October 11th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific time, allowing us to answer your questions in real time. Don't forget to register at cfothoughtleader.com. Meanwhile, part two of our real-time strategy dashboard episode begins after these words from our sponsor. When it comes to supporting effective decision-making, finance and IT leaders are facing an unprecedented challenge amidst increasing business complexity, exploding data volumes, and market volatility. OneStream software reduces the complexity of financial operations by unleashing the power of finance with a unified platform for planning, financial close and consolidation, reporting, and analytics. OneStream helps finance leaders empower the enterprise with financial and operational insights to support faster and more informed decision-making, all in a platform designed to continually evolve and scale with your organization. To learn more, visit OneStreamSoftware.com. Six years ago, uh, we we saw the complexities of the business growing, and knew that we had to have more relevant, timely data at our fingertips to run these businesses. So, you know, 
we launched off on a project to develop our own data warehouse. You know, so, I mean, we've got all the core financial matters tied down. So financial accounting works fine. Things like implementing ASC 606 is underway. And for a private company, uh, dealing with EY and, uh, you know, doing quarterly reviews and annual audit, we've got that nailed down. We have a very strong uh, financial team here. But what differentiates us is the operational accounting back to our local finance people. So these dashboards and data that we've developed help them locally with all of the things they've got to do from operating metrics and the cost of uh, preparing and dispensing and delivering the prescriptions, the purchasing dashboard. We have a very complicated purchasing structure and all the different vendors that we source the medicine from. So the purchasing dashboards help us tremendously. From a sales standpoint, uh, we're looking at all kind of sales metrics, customer retention. We use Salesforce.com, and all that's fed into the dashboard, and then all of our HR metrics. So the these team members on the ground, they've got access to all this data, all these dashboards that we've developed, not only for themselves, but the other uh, team members responsible for the you know, key functions in the pharmacy. And it's had a huge impact on the business. I mean, that that is the one thing that has gotten us to where we are today is having the right people in the pharmacies and then having the data at their fingertips so that they can understand what's going on and, more importantly, affect change. Again, I just wanted to prod our discussion forward by uh, sharing yet another clip here with you uh, of David uh, describing the unique role that uh, these directors of finance play today within the, the local uh, pharmacy groups uh, that Guardian services and, and supports. What? Um, any thoughts? What would be your feedback here? He's really setting up these CFOs as being general managers, right? They're running human resources, IT. Uh, they've also got uh, elements of um, uh, huge elements of HR involved in it, as well as workflow and, and process improvement. So um, we are the, the, the issue is this: that inside organizations, we've always had to keep score. Uh, in the good old days, we uh, used. Uh, dollars and cents to do that, and we eventually allocated uh, or developed some expertise and some uh, certifications around that, chartered professional accountants, you know, CPAs. Uh, but they're just scorekeepers. And what we've been talking about on dashboards is also scorekeeping, but now it's beyond just financial measures. They're leading and lagging and all the stuff we've been talking about. But if we're looking for the competency inside the organization for scorekeeping, whether it's in currency or not, it, we look to the CPAs. So the first part of uh, what uh, he talked about in the interview was the you know, CPAs doing CPA work. 
But then he extended that to, and he talked about them using dashboards and so on. But he extended that to describe the role of his CFOs is more like a general manager, where they're uh, doing HR work and finance work and workflow work. He talked about production. He talked about analysis of SKUs and so on. He talked about their need for interpersonal skills and, and so forth. And then all of that is embedded in their significant investment they've made in dashboards. And uh, I think that is uh, a significant evolution. He, you asked him the question, you know, is this setting a new trend? I don't know if it's necessarily new or not, but it's, it's new to us. It's the first time that you and I have been talking about this. But it's what we're seeing more and more, and that is uh, we need huge bandwidth to run an organization, and we cannot do it, in his case, from Atlanta. I need someone at the customer face where that data is coming in in near real time who's making decisions in near real time. But the trick is it's got to be consistent with the overall strategy. I can't be uh, a robot running on a simple program like we used to do 10 years ago. I just want to point out that uh, the company today has really grown in two, uh, using two approaches, which is, first of all, to partner with a local group of investors and actually establish a pharmacy from the ground up. And the other way is for them to make an investment uh, alongside another local pharmacy group that might be already have a pre-existing business, uh, but then allow uh, uh, Guardian to take over the back office, of course, uh, which uh, all their support services today are based in Atlanta. And uh, so Guardian owns a piece of each of these pharmacy groups, and at the same time it shares ownership uh, with uh, the local uh, pharmacy groups management. So interesting model that is today growing at 40% annually. This is fascinating. This, uh, as, a, as a Canadian, a couple of things. One, it's amazing how in the States you can own a tiny part of a huge market and still be huge, uh, which I just think is, uh, you know, he's already bigger than most uh, successful, you know, pharma conglomerates in Canada, and he's just taken, you know, percentage or percentage. But the other thing is this. He's really developing the Amazon of his market. So if you think of Amazon, Amazon created a, a store environment where eventually anyone, you know, any small boutique could put their products on there and instantly get, you know, global distribution and, and all the stuff that Amazon brings with it. He's doing the same thing. He's, any small pharmacy can now instantly get access to all of his big stuff that they could not possibly have got before. So he's enabling a new way of growing. He's not growing bricks and mortar. He's not having to grow new retail locations. He can grow inside those small mom-and-pop shops or those entrepreneurial organizations. I mentioned earlier that I thought the word dashboard is, is used differently from one finance organization to the next. Can you give us, what does a dashboard mean today? And what's, you know, what needs to be plugged into it to make it qualify as a dashboard today in 20, 2018? Uh, you know, this, this evolution of dashboards we've been talking about 
Um, in the old days, I, the dashboard used to just measure what was happening about the car, right? Your dad's dashboard had a, uh, an oil pressure thing on it, had a voltage thing on it, had a gas thing on it, had a speed thing. But it's all about how was that piece of machinery operating. Your dashboard now looks way outside the, the envelope of the car. It measures the, the road temperature and warns you whether there are, you know, tricky driving conditions. It looks at traffic in the future and tells you um, alternate routes you might want to take to get there faster. Uh, if your car, um, if you programmed it correctly, it will tell you when you're running low on gas and advise you where those gas stations around you you might want to visit. It will uh, tell you if you've been driving for too long and maybe you should be taking a break. So it's, it's well beyond just measuring that chunk of machinery. So the dashboards, the metaphor dashboards from the car, these new dashboards, these RTS, this real-time strategy dashboard, looks beyond the environment, the envelope of the business itself. And that's what he's done. He's brought in things that were initially silos, like the Salesforce.com is a CRM silo. He's brought that in. He's brought in... Um, uh, you know, his human resources uh, system, that's now part of it. He's brought in his uh, ERP system, that's now part of it. And so what's interesting is his dashboard is given a cross-functional view beyond just mechanics of the business, and he's given it to the CFO who's operating beyond just being an accountant to being more of a general manager. So now we've got a generalized dashboard used by a generalized manager. How does someone get uh, a dashboard effort off the ground today? I, I did uh, ask him whether there was a champion. In fact, he did identify someone who way back when um, sort of took charge of the effort and moved it forward. But today, what's what's necessary to, uh, to get a strategy dashboard initiative underway? Well, certainly uh, I would – put his effort down is towards a more major initiative. But I also say he started that journey five years ago. I would say if we wanted to replicate what he's done and it was uh, high noon, we could have it done by the end of today. Why? Because all those elements he's described are available in cloud-based tools and they all have APIs which allow us to do plug-and-play. So I could grab a, a cloud-based a human capital tool, a cloud-based ERP, a cloud-based sales tool, a cloud-based point-of-sales tool, a cloud-based inventory tool, and they put together like Lego blocks. So now all it takes is inspiration. It takes someone with the imagination that he had and about the, the possibilities and now the channel to put it into, but it's easy to build those sorts of frameworks now and there is no entry level of uh, size um, of business. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the double dare. That's the, the bad part of the survey because what it now means is uh, if you're not doing this, shame on you. Like, there's no excuse. Uh, I, I, you know, what's that? that uh, I, I once had a client uh, maybe saying, well, you know, but it's the problem is, imagine I'm in the basement and it's, it's flooding. And the problem is, I'm so busy uh, bailing, um, I don't have time to turn off the tap. And that's the problem that we have as managers. We're so busy 
uh, fighting our way through the daily activities, we don't often get the chance to stop and think about the, these big picture, these uh, systemic solutions like we just heard about. We'll be right back with Brett Knowles after these words from our sponsor. The business landscape is changing quickly. As the pressure to manage expenses efficiently and strategically increases, you need solutions that not only help drive down costs and improve efficiencies, but meet the changing needs of your business. At U.S. Bank, we can help. We'll work with you to uncover your specific payment challenges and bring you proactive and innovative solutions and strategies that help you meet the financial goals of your organization. Our commitment to doing the right thing for our customers has earned us the designation of one of the world's most ethical companies from the Ethisphere Institute for six years in a row. To learn more, visit us at usbpayment.com. David emphasized uh, the human capital strategy components as well. I mean, from what you heard, are there, you know, takeaways for HR leaders as well? I would say that HR ain't what it used to be. So uh, a long time ago, HR used to be just about uh, nurturing our human capital and building the right competencies. And then we went through a phase where HR, more and more of their time was consumed with rewards and, and compensation and healthcare and all those sorts of administrative things. We're now seeing the evolution of HR V3. Uh, you know, and this version is about being a generalized practitioner that understands about uh, scorekeeping, understands about workflows, understands about production, um, and understands about you know, all these new things like objectives and key results, all these gamification of business ideas. But it's still always going to be 80% people. But we need these other competencies to work effectively as HR experts these days. And part of the problem is if you don't, as an HR expert, develop these expertise, your customers will. Your internal customers in the organization have access to all these tools we talked about. They have access to all that data. And there's a lot been written about the millennials and their expectations, which really are all of our expectations. They just have the nerve to go and ask for that stuff. But we have the ability to execute it on a team or individual level, even if the company doesn't. That scorekeeping I described to you, you could set up for yourself. You could go to Clipfolio and, and just for 10 bucks a month, build your own dashboard based on the data that is available to you. And now you know more about your HR model than your HR uh, expert. So I think the takeaway is HR ain't what it used to be. Your thoughts from earlier, which is to say that um, all employees along the front lines have to likewise be empowered uh, with data, have their fingertips on the data to help them with their day-to-day uh, -day decision making as well. Right. Um, let's break that apart for a sec because that's really super, um, super critical. They have to understand. So HR owns that, the competencies, and have access to. Management, you know, leadership owns that, the executive table. And so uh, HR now gets invited back to the big table. For a long time, they were, uh, you know, pushed to the kids' table. Now, 
they become super critical to any business being successful. So you have one message, HR ain't what it used to be. And meanwhile, HR getting invited back to the big strategy table. These aren't counter to one another? Um, I think those are saying the same thing. The challenge, though, is, uh, and I've, I've worked with organizations uh, like SuccessFactor that have been bringing new systems tools into the HR function. Uh, and many of those providers have had difficulty because HR people tend not to be systems thinkers. What's happened is since SuccessFactor's you know, began to change the domain of HR software, new tools have emerged like Workday that bridge that gap. So no longer does the HR person have to have these deep systems capabilities to get the deep systems functionality from their software. So the cloud-based tools and solutions like Workday have bridged that gap. So that new competency set and expectations that we have of HR can be met with these new age tools. Many of the older tools, just they don't do it. They're just HR administration, HRIS tools, and don't provide some of the things that we've been talking about here. So, Brett, we began uh, part one by me asking you to look back uh, to your scorecard days because I sense as I talk to different finance leaders that something is afoot. Something is happening. Many of them are uh, trying to come up with new uh, dashboards. If they have old ones, they're modifying ones. They're trying to plug in maybe new information. Uh, they're bringing their data smart people around the table and they're, you know, they're brainstorming. So it's uh, I'm sensing that. Uh, the ground, the surface is changing under our feet. I, I genuinely think this is uh, the first leap forward in the scorecard that we've seen in 30 years. Like they, this idea of real-time strategy in the employees' minds. I'm busy thinking I'm brilliant, and here you are. You're interviewing some guy who's just been doing it. He just not a thought leader, man. He just block and tackle and got the dang thing done. Uh, so. Uh, it was uh, great to see it in action and depressing to know that I'm not the thought leader I thought I was. <laughs> well, that's my goal. I just want to depress you endlessly by uh, bringing more finance leaders thought, uh, forward who are being innovative uh, in terms of the data strategy. Okay. I blocked off my October the 11th, um, and I'll just stand by and tell you something exactly what those hours are, but I've protected them today. Perfect. It's it's 1 p.m. October 11th Eastern Time and uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Brett Knowles, as well as David Moore, CFO of Guardian Pharmacy. Uh, go ahead and register at cfothoughtleader.com. Okay. Take care of the job. Yes, and thank you, Brett Knowles. Thanks, thanks very much for the time and, of course, uh, well, the day off. Thank you, Brett. And thank you, as always, for listening. leader listeners, whether you've already ascended into the ranks of finance leaders or have only just begun the journey, your professional narrative needs a reboot. 
join our email list at cfothoughtleader.com and receive my latest email series, Finance and the Power of Narrative. It's time to mobilize the past to achieve your goals. Thank you for listening.